Welcome to My Heart Songs Podcast number 122, The Epiphany. January 6th is the date of the Western Christian Feast of the Epiphany, which celebrates the infant Jesus as a manifestation of God incarnate. It is when the Magi visited the Christ child, acknowledging his status as a spiritual king of men. Also known as Three Kings Day, there are various cultural traditions associated with this special time. In Italy, a broomstick-riding old woman named Befana brings children's gifts, sometimes including black candy representing coal for those times they have not been good during the year. Supposedly, having missed the chance to visit Jesus with the biblical Magi, she now brings gifts to other children on the twelfth night, the eve of the Epiphany. Other traditions include eating three kings' cake with a figurine known as a fev from fava bean inside. Whoever gets the fev in their piece gets a prize. Epiphany singing finds a group of young people carrying a star on a rod, often dressed up with crowns and fancy clothes, to resemble the Magi. Common in Europe, these singing processions roam from house to house, often collecting money for charities. One more tradition worth noting is to write on the front door of one's house with chalk. The pattern depends on the local custom, as a blessing and protection from evil. I quote from Wikipedia, An epiphany from the ancient Greek epiphania, manifestation, striking appearance, is an experience of a sudden and striking realization. Generally, the term is used to describe scientific breakthrough, religious or philosophical discoveries, but it can apply in any situation in which an enlightening realization allows a problem or situation to be understood from a new and deeper perspective. On this day, as we witness the incredible wackadoodlery at the Capitol building, the activities of eccentric or fanatical persons, an incursion of Trump supporters who swarmed barricades, smashed windows, threw objects, battered doors, and overwhelmed the officers trying to prevent their entry. Capitol Police had refused National Guard aid and FBI aid, which, although I am not a conspiracy theorist, does make me wonder if some Trump-supporting insiders were involved in making access easier. Two bombs were found at the DNC and RNC headquarters, at least 50 Capitol Police officers injured, one dead after physically engaging with the mob, now a formal homicide investigation. One protester shot an Air Force veteran and three other people who died of medical emergencies, perhaps unattended to because of the mayhem. Understandable outrage that only 14 people were arrested of the hundreds taking part many wearing military garb and waving revolutionary-style flags, some two dozen more later detained on misdemeanor charges for breaking curfew. A truck found with Molotov cocktails and a semi-auto rifle did result in an additional arrest. As one commentator noted, the entire incident was an example of white privilege on display. This because of the totally different preparations made for Black Lives Matter protests last summer, with officers completely lining the Capitol steps in riot gear. We will see if the numerous white nationalists and prominent conspiracy theorists among the crowd will even be held accountable. This in stark contrast to the sit-ins I remember of the 70s, 
where students would take over the university administration offices, complete with a spokesperson and a list of demands. Instead, we saw folks taking selfies, vandalizing offices, and the House floor. Such a physical assault on the nation's official center of government is no small thing. And the many who believed themselves patriotic warriors by participating were simply duped by partisan dehumanizing rhetoric that portrayed officials certifying the election as enemies of the people. Let's have trial by combat, stoked Giuliani at the rally that preceded the incursion, where he also demanded that anyone opposing Trump should go to jail. Kudos, I have to say, to both sides for their restraint in terms of use of firearms. This could have been a horrible bloodbath. What might be the best natural consequences for Trump, a parenting concept I always found more uplifting than punishment? I've come up with three. The first is that all nations in the world permanently prohibit him from entering their country because of his violence-inciting tendencies. Scotland has indeed said he can't come there right now because of pandemic lockdown. The idea would be to just extend that throughout the world with a Trump-labeled violent person of interest lockdown. The second would be to permanently prohibit him from using any social media, as Facebook has done through the end of his term, and Twitter just announced, as I was compiling this, a most welcome silencing of his preferred megaphone to stir up his followers and replicate false claims. A slippery slope for social media companies and their commitment to free speech that they will continue to navigate with other global leaders as well. Finally, to give him absolutely no news coverage once out of office, or at least a 90-day no-fly zone in terms of the media attention he craves. The Spanish term, casarolazo, Spanish for casserole, is a form of protest involving pot-banging, an interesting nonviolent form of expressing an alternate view or demanding action. Satyagraha, or truth force, the passive political resistance of Gandhi, also comes to mind, as does the Russian dissident practice of Samizat, the clandestine copying and distribution of literature banned by the state. Lots of ways to disagree without violent destruction, guns, and bombs. Did I have a personal epiphany through the unfolding events on Wednesday? On dark days, I reorient myself to a familiar inner lighthouse, cling to the life raft of my most cherished values. I take off the noose of past mistakes and try to see clearly what the universe is most wanting me to learn through this current tribulation. This allows the cave of my heart to quietly offer its direct knowing authority. My epiphany is that the frenetic surface of my mind, the closing of my heart, the tension within my body was shocked into a recommitment to peace as the only path through polarized disagreements. Thanks for listening, and as always, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.